Hi, this is Chris. Today's episode of the Bible Study Podcast is going to be a sermon. It's going to be a sermon on Acts chapter 13, and it's part of an ongoing series of sermons about the book of Acts at my home church, which is Bethel Lutheran Church in Cupertino. If you're interested in hearing the whole series, you can go to their website, which is BethelCupertino.org, and hear more if you click under sermons. But here is the sermon on Acts 13. Good morning. I was pleased when Pastor Ben invited me to take part in this sermon series this morning because the book of Acts is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And this chapter, chapter 13 of Acts, is a pivotal, a hinge in the book where everything changes. And everything changes because the the full name of the book of Acts is Acts of the Apostles, as I think many of you already knew. And in the first 12 chapters, when we talk about the apostles, we're talking about mostly Peter and John. There's a smattering in there of Saul and Stephen and Philip the Evangelist, but it's mostly what Peter and John are doing. But all of the rest of the book here as we go forward is going to be the missionary journeys of Paul. And this is important because as Paul talks about, or Paul and Barnabas talk about when they're in Pisidian Antioch, that second part of our lesson today, the gospel is meant to go to the ends of the earth. And we learned that in Acts 1. Acts 1 has the Great Commission where Jesus says, as I leave you, before, just before he ascends, stay in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes, and then you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. But what happens here in Acts 13 is two things that, as the gospel starts to expand, one is it's expanding in places in terms of where it's going to be shared, which is happening a lot at this time in history. But also it's happening, expanding in terms of who is telling that story. So at this point, the apostles, that was mine, okay. <laughs> Let's put that in airplane mode. <laughs> um, the apostles in the first 12 chapters are those who were with Jesus. So when we talk about the apostles in that case, we're talking about the disciples, the 11 especially. But when we talk about apostles, the acts of the apostles going forward, we're including people like Paul and Barnabas, because they are now apostolos, and that's a Greek word which means to be sent. And this is very, very important because the, otherwise that sending of the gospel, that expanding of the gospel, that spreading of the gospel, if it was only the job of those first 11, they've been gone for quite a while now. But it didn't end with them. It continues on here in the rest of this book with new people telling this story, and particularly with Paul and Barnabas. And so we call this, typically if I said, what is this journey that they're on, you would probably have learned in Sunday school or wherever that this is Paul's first missionary journey. Although I'm going to make a case to you that this is actually Barnabas's first missionary journey that Paul gets to go along with. And I'm going to do that in just a minute here. But first, I want to pause and talk about who this Barnabas guy is. Because he's been mentioned three times so far in the book of Acts. And at least one of those, I know 
that Pastor Ben mentioned on a Sunday morning about a month ago. Does anybody remember when Barnabas came up about a month ago in the sermon? Dave, what, what was, how was Barnabas mentioned? He made a donation of property. And those of you who say you don't remember it might remember that sermon. It was a fairly memorable sermon. It was talking about Ananias and Sapphira. Remember Ananias and Sapphira? They had a field that they sold. It, yeah, I see a few, few faces go, oh, yeah, we remember this story. Um, they sold it for this much. They told the church they sold it for this much. They brought that amount in, and Peter said, you're lying to the Holy Spirit, and they dropped dead. Ananias and Sapphira. It was fairly memorable when it, when it mentioned the sermon. Some of you didn't remember hearing that story before. But the story right before that, as Dave said, was about this man named Joseph from Cyprus. And Joseph from Cyprus had a field, and he sold the field. He sold it for this much and brought in that same amount and brought it to the church so that the church could use those resources. And it was well-received by the church. It was so well-received that he got a nickname from which we will know him through the rest of the book, and that nickname is Bar Nabas, son of encouragement. And that's the person we're talking about here in Acts 13 that's going out with Paul. The second time he is mentioned in the book of Acts, he is mentioned also along with Saul of Tarsus, because if there is one story in the book of Acts that is probably the best known, it is the conversion of Saul. Saul, right, is someone who is persecuting the church. And he goes to Damascus with letters to arrest if he finds followers of the way. We're not yet Christians yet at this point in the story. And he goes with these letters, and on the way, what happens? He's met by Jesus on the road to Damascus. He is struck blind, and three days later, he regains his sight, and he becomes a believer. Now, if you are Saul of Tarsus, and you're in the first century, and you just became what we're going to call a Christian in a couple more chapters here, what do you want to do? Who do you want to meet? You want to meet the disciples, the apostles. And so the, one of the first things that Saul does is he goes to Jerusalem to meet with the original apostles. And they don't meet with him. They're like, no, 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 no. Saul of Tarsus, we have heard of you. You're having believers arrested. And Paul tells us later in his writings that he's having some even killed. And so they do not meet with him. But one person does. One person goes out and gets Paul and meets with him and brings him into fellowship with the church. And that's Barnabas. That's son of encouragement. He's the one who includes Paul. Because Barnabas understands that when we talked last week about the gospel being inclusive, last week we talked about Peter learning that the gospel included not just Jews, but also Gentiles, those who are not Jews, people like me. Barnabas understood that the gospel also included those who had a change of heart. The third time that Barnabas is mentioned is also in association with Saul, because in between the chapter that Pastor Ben did last Sunday, which was chapter 10, where the gospel comes to Gentiles, and this chapter here, 13, where we head off on our missionary journey from Antioch, the church in Antioch takes off. 
The church in Antioch takes to heart this message that the gospel is for everyone. And the ministry there grows. And it grows so much that Barnabas, who is one of the people who is in charge there, needs help. And so he goes down to Tarsus, where Paul is from, or Saul is from. He's still Saul in this part of the story. And goes and gets Saul to help with this ministry in Antioch. And that's where we start our story than today. Today we are doing this ministry in Antioch. It's going great. The church is growing, but the Holy Spirit steps in and says, this is great. But remember back in Acts 1, what your mission is, and your mission is to bring this word, to bring the gospel to Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. It's time to get along with that. And so they set aside Barnabas, and Paul, Joseph, and Saul. And they send with them also one young man by the name of John, also called Mark. <laughs> just, just for everybody who's keeping score. That will be the Mark who writes the Gospel of Mark, we understand. And they send them off on this journey. Now, where do they go first? They go to the island of Cyprus. Why would they go to Cyprus? Joseph of Cyprus. The first thing that Barnabas does when he's commissioned, he says, let's go to my home and bring this message to the people I know and the people that I love. Just as the apostles who were in Jerusalem were told, first bring that message to where you are and then bring it to Judea and Samaria, where is near you, and then to the ends of the earth. It'd be like us being told, bring it first to Cupertino and then to Mountain View and to Fremont and then to the ends of the earth. So they start with a place that Barnabas holds dear and they go to the island of Cyprus. And that's the first place that they start their missionary journey. Now, I mentioned that this was the, I believe, the if they had done the fundraising back at Antioch, for this particular missionary journey, and they had drawn the thermometers to see how much money they had raised for it, that it would have said, you know, Barnabas's first missionary journey, also stalling, also starring uh, Paul or Saul. Um, and I say that because we're going to learn in the next chapter, actually, when they're in Iconium, where we left them at the end of this one, that they're performing so many miracles that people think that the Greek gods have come down and are walking among them. And they call Barnabas Zeus, and they call Paul Hermes. Zeus is the head of the gods, and Hermes is the spokesperson or the messenger. And so there's reason to believe that, that at this point, even though this is what we think, think of as Paul's missionary journey, he's still the junior partner. Okay? And so they, they've gone here to Barnabas' hometown first, and then they've headed up into Pisidian Antioch, and that's where the rest of our servant, or rest of our lesson was from today, which is up in Asia Minor, up in what is now Turkey, and also going to Iconium, also in that Turkish region, or what we now think of as the Turkish region. Now, one other interesting thing to know about Barnabas before we leave him, and this story will leave him, because we're going to, actually, before I talk about that, the reason why we talk about this as Paul's first missionary journey, uh, the reason for that, the key for that is going to be three chapters from now. Just a little foreshadowing. Don't tell Pastor Ben I told you this. <laughs> so three chapters from now, a really odd change is going to happen in the gospel, uh, the gospel, in the book of Acts. 
And it's a change that I can't think of happening anywhere else in the Bible. Tell, somebody tell me later if you know of a place that happens. In Acts 16, verse 10, and everything before that, when we talk about the people that, are, that the book of Acts is talking about, the Acts of the Apostles, whether it be John and Peter or whether it be Barnabas and Saul, we talk about Barnabas and Paul went here, and Barnabas and, and uh, somebody else you know, went here, and Peter and John went here. And in chapter 16, verse 11, suddenly it starts talking in the first person. We went here and we did that. Because a new voice has joined the story. Again, we talk about this being expansion, not just in terms of where it's going, but also who is telling the story. And at that point in the book, Luke, the physician who wrote the book of Acts, joins the story as one of Paul's traveling companions. And so the reason why the book of Acts focuses so much on Paul is that's what Luke knew. That's who he traveled with. And it's important for us to understand that as he writes about the Acts of the Apostles, these are some of the Acts of the Apostles. It doesn't make a great title for a book, but that's really the reality, is there's all sorts of apostles doing all sorts of things at this time. And not just the ones we know about, not just the ones that we can name, but at this point in the church history, the gospel has already reached into Africa, uh, into places like Ethiopia, likely through the Ethiopian eunuch who Philip the Evangelist talked to earlier in the chapter. It's going to reach deeper into Asia, get as far as India, at least with Thomas the Apostle, who will bring the word to India in this generation. And it will reach for the first time into Europe, not just with Paul's missionary journey, but it will actually precede Paul into places like Rome and Greece. Because it is expanding at this point, again, not just in terms of where, but also in terms of who. So these are some of the Acts of the Apostles. There's all sorts of other things going on. We know that Peter will end up in Rome. We know that John will end up in Ephesus. We know that... uh, You know, Thomas will end up in India. There's all sorts of things going on at this point. But one more thing. So Barnabas is about to leave this story as we focus on Paul for most of the rest of the book. But I want to focus on when he leaves, one more thing happens. Because in that section we had this morning in chapter 13, we we spared Mary reading the whole chapter because it's kind of long. But in between them going to Cyprus and them going down here to Pisidian Antioch that we dealt with, John, John Mark goes home. He goes home to Jerusalem and leaves them. And we don't know why. It does not say in the book of Acts why John Mark leaves. But, you know, he could have forgotten his toothbrush. He could have gotten homesick. He could have gotten afraid. All we do know is that when they get back to Antioch and they're about to head out again for the second missionary journey, Barnabas says, let's bring Mark. And Paul says, no, 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 no. He left us. He left in the middle of the trip. You can't count on that Mark. And so Barnabas heads one way with Mark actually going back to visit some of the cities. And Paul takes Silas and they head in a different direction. And so their their second missionary journeys are not together. 
But Barnabas understands that when we talk about the gospel being inclusive and expansive, it isn't just meant for Jews and Greeks. It is also meant for those who have a change of heart, but it's also meant for those who might have a timid heart at first. And that is good news for me. Because I don't know about you, but when we start talking about expansion, it starts to reach into questions like outreach and evangelism. And those words can be a little scary. I, I don't know why John went home, but I certainly understand that that's something might, someone might want to do. And we can all get a little John Markey when we think about, you know, do we want to be involved in outreach and evangelism? But fortunately for us, John Mark had somebody with him who was a son of encouragement. And we think it is in part because of the encouragement of Barnabas that later on Mark will go on to write the first of the Gospels and that Paul will later on call Mark his beloved co-worker. He grows up. He takes part. And that is good news, because that means that even if we are a little afraid of this whole expansion thing that we are called to just as they were, that first chapter of Acts that talks about the Great Commission is meant for us as well as them. And even if we start a little afraid, if we encourage one another as Barnabas would, then we too can encourage one another to good works and to spread this gospel, this good news that is ours. Amen. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.